0: the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Here is O.J. Tokes.
1: Heavenly Father God, I thank you for the privilege to hear from you tonight. Father God, I ask you to open our hearts To heed your word, open our ears, to hear your word, open our eyes, to perceive your word, open our mind, to understand your word, Father God, and give us the wisdom to apply your word into our lives. Thank you that nothing will hold us back or inhibit or prevent us from receiving from you tonight, Father God. And all this we ask in Jesus name we pray. amen. 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 We're talking about on your mark, get set. Set for whatever it is you are believing God for, whatever God has for you. A lot of times when it comes to receiving from God, uh, we focus a lot, some if not most of us, we focus a lot on what I like to call the pros of God. When I say pros, I mean things that start with the words P-R-O, things like prosperity Things like promotion, things like a prospect, if you're a business person, your product, you want it to to sell and all that kind of stuff. And that's good and well, but for those pros to come into fruition, for them to manifest, there's another pro that we often overlook, ignore, or are not aware of that pro is a process there's a process to everything and we can get a glimpse of this process in 1st Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23 1st Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23 and I'm quoting paraphrasing from the new king james version it says something like this now May the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless until the coming of Christ. Now, everybody say now. Now. Not tomorrow, not next week, not in three years time. It says now. May the God of peace himself. Everybody say himself. himself. There are certain things that God wants to do for you himself. Everyone note that there are certain things that God wants to do for you himself. One of those things is if you so desire, give you a mate. You see, God can allow you to choose your own toothbrush. God can allow you to choose your own shoes. I know there are some people who are deeply spiritual and pray to God to direct them to every single thing they want. That's good and well. But how many of you know that if you chose the wrong toothbrush, that's not going to derail your life or bankrupt your business? You could just buy another toothbrush, right? If you choose the wrong shoes, okay, so it might mess with your toes a little bit, but it's not going to derail your life. Right. But if you choose the wrong business partner or choose the wrong spouse, how many of you know that you are probably going to have a lot of chaos and drama in your life? There are certain things God wants to do himself. For example, remember the story of Adam and Eve? I'm going to spend a lot of time there tonight. The Bible talks about how God watched Adam give names to the animals. So basically God kind of had a hands-off approach. He just kind of stepped back and he watched Adam give names to the animals. And the Bible says whatever he called them, that was their name. God did not mess with that. But when it came time for the spouse, God didn't step back. He didn't have a hands-off approach. He had a hands-on approach. He stepped forward and said, okay, I got this. Because there are certain things God wants to do himself. He put Adam to sleep. To let us know he had nothing whatsoever to do with the spouse God brought to him. God dealt with it himself because there are certain things God wants to do for you himself. The other thing that God wants to do for you himself is to sanctify you. To sanctify simply means to make holy. Being holy is not something we do. It is something God does through us. He is the one that makes us holy. Other words that describe the word sanctify are set apart. Uh, wash, cleanse, purify, consecrate. Those are other words for the word sanctify. OK, now the verse says, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. It didn't say may God sanctify you, period it's like sanctify you completely which suggests that it's possible for god to sanctify us incompletely how many of you remember that in school or any form of education if you have an incomplete in a class you can't pass that class uh, an incomplete can prevent you from graduating an incomplete can prevent you from receiving your diploma or your certificate Along the same lines with God's plan, if you have an incomplete with regard to the process he's taking you through, it can prevent you from receiving your marriage certificate. Now, don't misunderstand me. You might get one in Las Vegas. (laughs) But how valid is that and how long will that last? We're talking about a marriage certificate from God. We have to allow him to sanctify us completely. Now, when God sanctifies us completely or sets us apart completely, the result is being whole. That's why the scripture says, may God himself sanctify you completely. I may you're whole, because wholeness is the result of complete sanctification. If we don't let God sanctify us completely, we're going to have holes. Instead of being whole, we're going to have holes. So in order for God to close those holes and stop those holes, he has to sanctify us completely so that he can bring us to where he wants us to go and give us the things he wants to give us. The process I'm referring to is a process of sanctification. And to get some more clarity about this, Sanctification is a process everybody goes through, and it's not a process that is only limited to getting married. It's whatever it is you are believing from God. It's a process we all go through. And to get a clearer understanding of sanctification, I'm going to focus on one of the words that sanctify means, and which is set apart. When we split the word set apart, we're left with the word set and apart. I'm really going to focus on the word set. We know what apart means, okay? We're going to... Look at the word set. Set is a loaded word. It means different things to different people at different times. But for the sake of what I'm discussing tonight, we're going to look at five uh, synonyms or different meaning of the word set. Number one, the word set means to put, place, position, or move. Put, place, position, or move. For example... I just put, placed, positioned, moved this chair here. In other words, I set it here apart from there. Everybody got that? Okay. The second meaning of the word set is to cause to rest. To cause to rest. For example, right now, this chair is in a state of motion. It's moving, right? It's in motion, right? Okay i cause it to rest right there. So it means to cause to rest. The third meaning of the word set is to fill in or fill up. Fill in or fill up. Some of you ladies may be familiar with this concept. Think of a diamond ring. If you take the diamond out of the ring, guess what? There's a hole in the ring, right? The process of putting that diamond in that hole is called setting. That's why you hear diamond set among stones. So that diamond is filling in or filling up that hole. OK, so it's to fill in or fill up the fourth uh, word that describes set is to fix or to adjust to fix or to adjust. Has anyone ever dislocated a bone or fractured a bone or something like that? Well, usually when someone fractures a bone, dislocates a bone or whatever, the doctor puts their, that part of their body in a cast. The cast is put around, maybe it's a leg, it's put around the leg so that the bone that was fractured or dislocated can readjust itself. The process where that bone that was fractured or, uh, dislocated, the process where it readjusts itself is called setting. So it's fixing or adjusting itself, okay? So to set also means to fix or to adjust. And finally, to set means to prepare. To prepare. Somebody sets this room for our service tonight. So these chairs were set or prepared for the service tonight. So in other words, before God can pair you, he has to prepare you, okay? So once again, The five meanings of the word set is number one, to put, place, position, or move. Number two, to cause, to rest. Number three, to fill in or fill up. Number four, to fix or to adjust. And number five, to cause, to rest. Now we're going to travel to the book of Genesis, chapter two. We're going to look at verses seven, eight, 21, and 22. I told you everybody goes through this process. Adam went through this process before he got Eve. And we're going to look at that. We're going to dissect that story and see how Adam had to go through that process to get Eve. Okay? so in Genesis chapter two, verse seven, I'm paraphrasing right now, says something like. God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and he became a living being. Then in verse 8, the Bible says, God planted a garden in the east, in Eden, and there he put the man. I don't know about you guys, but I thought Adam was created in the garden of Eden. He wasn't. If he was, God would not be putting him there. He was created outside the garden of Eden. And in Genesis chapter 2, verse 8 God put him in the garden of Eden. This is something God did. This is before Eve. Now notice what was happening with Adam way before Eve showed up. So God took him from the dust of the ground and put, placed, positioned, moved Adam into the garden of Eden from the dust of the ground. God set him apart from the dust and put him in the garden of Eden. The difference between where Adam came from and where God placed him is very significant. He came from the dust. Dust is dirt. God took him from dirt and put him in Eden, the garden of Eden. Eden means delight or pleasure or pleasant, delight or pleasant. Along the same lines, there are people that want to get married. There are people that want a breakthrough. There are people that want something from God. And God is like, yes, I have that for you. But first, you are in a filthy environment. You are in a mess. You are in chaos. The first step of the process is for me to get you from that mess, that filth, that dirt, that unhealthiness, and place you in an environment of pleasantness, a delightful place. That's the first step in the process. God has to set you apart from something or someone before he can set you up. That's step number one. God has to set you apart from some things or someone or someplace before he can set you up. That's step number one. Step number two, Genesis chapter two, verse 21. The first part of it says, in a nutshell, it says God put Adam to sleep. But uh, the the way it's translated in some script, in some uh, versions of the Bible is not accurate. I understand that the bottom line is that God put Adam to sleep. But how he did it is not captured in some translations. The translations that capture how God did it are New King James Version, New American uh, Standard Bible, the New Revised Standard Version. They capture the way how God did it. Uh, The NIV or the um, NLT don't really capture it. I'm saying this because I'm about to say something and some of you are going to read it from the NIV and NLT and say he doesn't know what he's talking about because it's not correct. I'm trying to tell you that the translators were just trying to give you the bottom line. But the way it's accurately stated, the way how God did it is only is captured in the New King, New King James Version and New American Standard Bible Version. God did not cause Adam to fall To sleep. God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam. Let me say that again. God did not cause Adam to fall to sleep. God caused the deep sleep to fall on Adam. If Adam went to sleep like some of us do after here tonight or whatever, in a sense, Adam was in control of that. Right. But the fact that God was the one that took sleep, a deep sleep and hit him with it means God was in control. Because like I told you earlier, there are certain things God wants to do himself. So God was in control. There is another time that I know of people being pushed to sleep or being forced to sleep is when you are in a hospital. And the doctor is about to perform surgery. The doctor injects you with anesthesia to make you go to sleep. So this letting me know that in the process like this about getting a spouse and whatever else you believe in God for, God needs to do some major surgery. I don't know about you guys, but sounds like God caused him to rest. Before God can set you up. He has to set you down. Before God can set you up, he has to set you down. God caused sleep to fall on him, not just sleep, but a deep sleep, which suggests he was sleeping for a long time. Some of you might feel that way. This thing is taking a long time. It's taking a long time. Time. It's okay. God caused him to rest. You need to rest. Relax. Have a Coke and a smile. It's okay. Rest. Because when you get married, ha. <laughs> and the kids come too. You're gonna be running. <laughs> Enjoy your rest. Enjoy your rest. The other thing is, when you're sleeping, you don't see anything. It seems like nothing is happening. You are in a state of limbo, so to speak. Some of you feel that way. Lord, I've been serving you for a long time. Mind you, Adam was not... He was. It wasn't like he wasn't doing anything. He was taking care of the garden. He was working. He was busy. Some of you feel like Adam, you've been busy. You've been serving. You've been faithful for a long time. And like Adam, in the state of dormancy, you're not seeing anything. It's okay. You're just in a deep sleep. You're in a deep sleep. And at the right time, God will open your eyes. But right now, you're just sleeping. You're just sleeping. God is in control. So while you're sleeping, you're not just sleeping to rest, and you're not just sleeping just because God doesn't have anything better to do with you. The the sleeping is necessary for this, this third step. Also in Genesis 2.21, it says, And God took a rib from him. Before God can set you up, not only does he have to set you apart from something or someone or someplace, not only does he have to set you down, he has to set things apart from you. Yes, God takes you out of something, but he needs to take things out of you. You see, you're not in that place anymore. You're not in that mess anymore. You're not in that environment anymore. You're not in that place anymore. But more than likely, you took part of that place with you. You took part of that environment with you. And what you took with you is going to mess up what or who God is bringing to you. So God first took you out of that mess, and you're resting, and God's like, okay, I need to surgically remove things from you. This third step is exposure. He needs to expose things and take them out, because those things will mess up who or what God is trying to bring to you. He needs to heal you. God took a rib out of him. So it's not just okay to get out. Chances are you have things in you that God's like, okay, I need to take those things out. Things that were said about you, things that were done to you, and a lot of times we don't know these things exist until uh, you get into a relationship. Relationships are one of those things that bring things out. You don't even, you don't even know they were there, and God's trying to save you the trouble and get those things out of you. The Israelites were enslaved in Egypt. God was trying to bring them to the promised land. Step number one, he got them out, set them apart from Egypt. Step two, they were in the wilderness for 40 years. They didn't see nothing there that was very appealing. Some of you are in the wilderness. Their mindset, they wanted to go back to Egypt. They're not in Egypt anymore but they were desiring things of Egypt. A lot of people, thank God, they are believers now. They love the Lord now. They're not in the world anymore. But I don't need to be exegetical or to break Scripture down for you. For some of you know a lot of believers that they're thinking like the world. Even in, about relationships, their mindsets about being in relationship is like what they were used to. They have the same approach, the same thinking, the same mindset. And God's like, no, 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 no. That's not how we flow in the kingdom. We need to change all of that. We need to change all of that. So God pulls you out, causes you to rest, to pull things out of you. So the third step leads to the fourth step. Also in Genesis uh 21 it says, and he closed the hole. In the past, I used to read from the King James Version, and it says, like he closed up the flesh in the place, and I he closed up the flesh in its place. And I really never understood what that meant, but when I read it from the New Living Translation, it basically said he closed the hole. In other words, when God pulled the rib out, how many of you know there's a hole? Okay, there's a hole there. So God had to close that hole before God can set you up. Number one, he has to set you apart from something. Number two, he has to set you down. Number three, he has to set some things apart from you. And number four, he has to set a part of you. That part of you that has a hole, he has to fix or adjust it. He has to fill it in or fill it up. He has to fill in that hole. He has to Set that hole. He has to close that hole. He has to fix that hole. He has to adjust that hole. He has to bring closure. Closure. To some things. Step three was exposure. Step four is closure. Step one, he got you out from something. Step two, he caused you to rest. Step three, he brought things out of you. Step four, he brings closure. Step one. Two, three, four, led to step five, Genesis 2, 22. And with the rib he took out from Adam, he used it to form Eve and He brought her to him. Preparation. Steps one through four are preparation for step five. Set you up. That is the process. God takes everyone through for them to receive a spouse or whatever it is they are believing from God. Now, everybody here does not have to go through all five processes. Everybody doesn't have to go through all five steps. It all depends on your situation, where you are, or whatever the case may be. However, everybody's going to go through at least one of those steps. Because in Genesis 2, 24, he says, for this reason, a man will leave his parents to cleave with his spouse. So he has to leave. He has to be set apart from an environment to get to his spouse. So everybody, regardless of where you are, where your level of relationship is with God, how healed you are, everybody goes through at least one step.
0: Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you are informed, inspired, and impacted. If you'll like to learn more about O.J. Tokes, his books, blog, music, and his monthly ministry for singles, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. That is whileyouaresingle.org. If you've been blessed by the podcast, we encourage you to please share it with your friends. Until next week's podcast, take care and stay blessed.